0: Sorry. So, so God never changes. Praise God. I wasn't uh, taping that. Anyway, that's okay. Um, so that's Second Chronicles 16.9. The eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And 1 Samuel 16.7. Um, the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see the way Things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Praise God. Um, In Psalm 33, just keep going to the right. And in Psalm 33, I just want to talk about how God sees and as i said we were reared with a fear of god that was twisted it was a perverted fear of god because it was it it was a fear it was a fear of god that god was going to do something bad to us And it immediately, even as a a young child, I don't know about you, if you can remember that, but even as a young child, you know, shame and guilt would be put on you by those words. Holy God is watching you. You daren't do something like that or you're going to you're going to get it. And so that makes people grow up. And that's why people, you know, find it hard to trust God. It's why people find it hard to even look towards God for help when they're in trouble because they have this sense of worthlessness and shame, this sense of of sin and unrighteousness and uncleanness. And that's, that's because we're human beings. Even Isaiah, you know, in Isaiah 6, when he saw the vision of heaven, he said, oh, Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips. Oh, keep, get me away from here. Because I I, I can't stand here, and and the angel, the cherubim brought a live coal from the fire and touched his lips and said, "Now you have been made clean and your sins have been atoned for." That live coal that he brought from the fire—that was uh, the promise of Messiah Yeshua, of him cleansing and washing our sins. It was a it was a symbolic, um, a symbolic gesture. That cleansed Isaiah in the presence of God. And that's us. We have been cleansed and washed. And so we really need to get rid of that notion of shame and guilt. Um, Even generational. Even national. You know. uh, We're very good at that. And, and an awful lot of the, the um, support for the Palestinian resistance, particularly in Ireland, is because of the uh, inherited, uh, you know, generational um, oppression. Uh, that, that the Irish people suffered at the hands of Britain but just because that we may understand what it's like to to be in situations where there's oppression doesn't mean that it's the same thing as we said earlier God doesn't look at the outward appearance he looks at the heart and we're to look at the heart of the matter and we have to loose ourselves from that national shame as well and, and guilt uh, that was you know, upon our generation's past. And that causes people to rise up in anger and you know, to go forth looking for, for you know, a pseudo-justice. At the end of the day, God said, "He's the one who who has vengeance. Vengeance is mine," says the Lord. I will repay. Is there um, repentance needed? Uh, uh, of course there is, and and to a certain extent, uh, sometimes it has been broached by um, Great Britain towards Ireland. But you know, it, it there is repentance needed, um, and and forgiveness. In the same way. But anyway, in Psalm 33, that's another day. In Psalm 33, verse 18. The Lord watches over those who fear him. Here we have it again. He's watching. God is watching. And he's watching in love. He's not watching with the stick raised, ready to beat you. God watches over those who fear him. Here's that word fear again. And those who fear him are those whose hearts are committed to him. Those who, uh, you know, are, are uh, steadfast in, in, in worshipping the Lord, keeping their eyes on him. And this is where the pull is, because the enemy is trying to distract us and pull us away, trying to get us looking at, you know... Um, maybe situations where there's been rejection or where there's been some kind of strife or offence, where there's been uh, some kind of, of wrongs that have been done by others. And what the enemy does is he he tries to pull our hearts away from God. Whereas if we decide and say, well, Lord, you're the one who vindicates me. You're the one who brings justice for me. You're the one who, who has forgiven me and atoned for my sins. And I cry to you for those, uh, you know, that, that need your your mercy. And, and so we keep our hearts right before God and keep our hearts clean before him. There's a big difference to that, that fear of God. So those, the Lord watches over those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. And that ultimately is what the fear of the Lord is, is that my hope is in you alone and nobody else. My hope is not in myself. My hope is not in my government or in in my bank account or in my work or, or in my inheritance to come or whatever. My hope is in God alone. He's the one who nourishes me. He's the one who supplies everything I need. He's the one who has accepted me and who loves me. Amen. Amen. And um, there's so many scriptures. In, In Proverbs 15 and verse 3. Proverbs 15, verse 3. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. God knows everything and he's watching it all and yet he still loves us. While we were dead in our sins God made us right with him through the blood of his son. So God is watching everywhere keeping his eye on the good and on the evil and you know what a what a privilege what an honor to be able to come to God and say father forgive me you know, what I, what I was at there yesterday or doing there yesterday. I ask you to cleanse me with your blood, Jesus. I've sinned, you know. And and that's that's the fear of the Lord, is, is understanding that he loves us and that he has forgiven and washed us. Does that mean that we go and, and live in sin or whatever? No, it doesn't. But we're all going to mess up, every one of us, every day. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, in... That. in Genesis 16 verse 3 this was Hagar and Ishmael oh, 13 sorry um, Genesis 16 verse 13 you can read it yourself later but um, this was when Hagar had an encounter with the angel of the Lord. Um, you could look at it from, from um, verse 6. Abraham replied, Look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beh- beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai, servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. Now, just to put context there, Hagar herself was no angel, so she wasn't. Um, And and she uh, and her son were, were, you know, totally blagarding. But the thing is, is that God is faithful. And this child was Abraham's son. And so God wasn't going to let him... um, wasn't going to let him suffer because god is faithful and so he um the angel of the lord verse nine said to her return to your mistress and submit to her authority then he added i will give you more descendants than you can count and the angel also said you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son you are to name him ishmael which means god hears for the lord has heard your cry of distress this son of yours will be a wild man as untamed as a wild donkey he will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. You know, that's interesting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. that's, that, that's that orphan spirit, really, you know, is that where people are living in open hostility even to their relatives. That's a curse, and it's it's um, it's a spirit of strife. And that's why God and, and Jesus, you know, press so much for unity and one accord. Um, Anyway, that's another day. Uh, Therefore, thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. She also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me, El Roy, and that is the God who sees. So that well was named Beer Lahai Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me, it can still be found between Kadesh and Bered so he is the God who sees and he sees both the good and the evil he sees the people who are having a great time and the people who are in trouble and this is something that the enemy does: is he isolates people in their minds by making them think that they are less than others. Um, it's like I don't know if you ever remember watching Home, not Home Alone, the other one, Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride too, when um, when the mother gets pregnant at the same time as the daughter, and they're coming from the hospital appointment, and they're driving down the street. Um, Steve Martin the husband and the wife and she's looking out her side of the car window and she's seeing like mothers with their babies and their and their children and they're laughing and having a great time and he's just fainted twice after hearing that he's going to be a father again after like i don't know how many years and he's looking out his side and he's seeing a child throwing a tantrum with a pizza another child belting the father and another kid you know ah screaming and roaring so it it God sees everything. And, you know, we need to be able to have his perspective to see, uh, to see the good in people. But oftentimes when people are in, in trouble, the enemy causes them to be blindsided to see God and to see his promises and his good. And they just see the bad. They just see what the enemy has served up on their plate. And so this is, you know, we need to be careful of that. In 1 Peter 3.12... 1 Peter 3, verse 12. Help us, Lord, to see with your eyes. Oh, do you know, Peter, you could read it over and over again because it's, it's, he gives such wisdom for, for everyday life. Um, in verse 9, don't repay evil for evil. This is 1 Peter 3, 9. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. I write my name in here after that. That's what I... Keep your tongue from speaking evil, Rose exclamation mark and your lips from telling lies turn away from evil and do good search or seek for peace and work it to maintain it or pursue it work to maintain peace the eyes of the lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers but the lord turns his face against those who do evil praise god so god's eyes are watching over you and in psalm 121 Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the spirit of God and the spirit of life in this word, Lord, and that you are speaking life and encouragement to us today through your word. In Jesus' name. In Psalm 121, Ray Watson um, from The Secret Place, uh, you find him on YouTube. Um, He's just got such a beautiful ministry. He's such a a spirit-filled worshiper, um, he's called ministries called um, secret place ministries are musical manna is the songs he releases but he he has Psalm 121 in song but um anyway i won't sing a few and and hurt your ears i look up to the mountains does my help come from there my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth he will not let you stumble the one who watches over you will not slumber Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps, so God he never, he never slumbers or sleeps, and he 's constantly watching over you and watching over the nation of Israel, his people and this is why we need to be you know uh, to know that uh, that God is watching and those people who are cursing Israel and cursing the Jews and, and releasing lies and propaganda and believing them and and speaking against the jews they are setting themselves up for annihilation a complete annihilation and watch and see those nations and those people that are doing this because god we have to cry for for mercy for them so he will not let you stumble the one who watches over you will not slumber this is the same for you if your heart is right before the lord You know, God is going to be the one who will fight your battles. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself, imagine that, the creator of the heavens and the earth. God, in his majesty, in his glory, he is watching over you. And that's not, you know, watching to give you a wallop or a belt. He's watching over you for good to help you, to minister to you, even those who are doing evil, he's still watching over them for good, but because they are involved in evil, they are setting themselves up to come into alignment with Satan, and it's him who can bring the, the, you know, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, it's not God, And so we have to shift that mindset, that guilt and shame mindset of of having done wrong and been wrong and been a bad person or whatever that gives us that false pseudo fear of God and worship the Lord and and it's the goodness of God leads to repentance. So as we focus on his goodness and learn the truth of his word of how good he is, then, uh, you know, we suddenly... Don't have that, that morbid fear or threat hanging over us of doing something bad and holy God being mad at us. God is not mad at you. Amen. And you know, it's a religious mindset and it's something we all have to battle. I believe very much so in Ireland, because of even our education system is very much based on this. It's based on a religious good boy, good girl, bad boy, bad girl kind of mentality. And it causes us to do things in life or to think a certain way that that causes us to, you know, causes people to separate from God. And it's not healthy and it's not good. And it's the wrong fear of the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord that points at somebody in judgment and criticism, even pointing at myself in the mirror at judgment and criticism. Uh, You know, that's a religious spirit. And it is not of God. And so... The Lord himself watches over you. This is precious. Will you say that with me? Father. Father, You yourself. yourself, The God who created me. me. The God who created the heavens and the earth. The the living God. God. You yourself watch over me. me. Thank you. you. Amen. Amen. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade praise the lord sometimes you know if you're out for a walk and it's like so windy or ter- you know really strong blasting gale of a wind and if you're with maybe little children or or your husband is with you or something and, and and he'll stand in front of you to block the wind that's what god is doing he's he's standing with you and walking you know walking in such a way as that you won't be harmed and that you will be protected and it's the more that you, the more you know this, you're going to draw closer to him to come under that shade. We spoke about this last week, about being hidden in God and hiding, him being our hiding place. Well, you know, the closer we get to God, the more we come in under his precious uh, tender love. But it's when we separate from him and say, no, no, it's okay. I, I, I'm not, you know, and that's where we get hit with the, with the, the storms and the wind. So he, the Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. There it is again. He's watching over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you. There it is again. And um, As you come and go, both now and forever. Say, God, you're watching me as I come. As I go, go. you've watched it all, all. and you're watching me forever. In Mm Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's pray. Let's say this together, Father. Father, forgive me me for any wrong mindset mindset uh, that I have had had about you. you. Any religious religious mindset that I wasn't a good a a good child a good son or daughter but that I was bad I, I repent for believing lies about your love I repent for being ignorant of your love of how you watch over me of how you have only good things planned for me in Jesus name I ask, you to to me today I ask you to reveal to me today how you watch over me, how, you over me. how, your, eyes me how your eyes are looking at me for good, for good, and, good. Not for and not for evil. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. 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 And we'll just say this, I revoke, I revoke any, any authority, any, authority any, permission any permission that I gave Satan, I gave Satan. Uh, any open door, any open door. That was, that was opened through the the wrong fear of God. Through shame or guilt. I renounce them, I renounce them. In, the Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Because I have been washed with the blood, of, the blood of Jesus Christ and, Christ. and made right with God. Right with God. Amen. 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 You know, it's important to do that. That when you do discover something and you say gee i always have done that or or, that's the way i used to think well you need to repent of it you need to repent of it even in your bloodline ask the lord to cleanse your bloodline because most times these things come down the generations you need to revoke any authority that Satan has, been, has gained any doors of access that he has been allowed to come in, either through something that you did, for instance, if, if, if that was your mindset, or that it was done to you. You know, it, it might have nothing at all to do to you, but it may have been the way you were groomed and reared. And, and if you were in, reared in religious um, education in Ireland, you were definitely reared that way. You know, that, that people are bad, Uh, and and that we're either bad girls or good girls or bad boys or good boys. But, um, you know, and and there's this mindset then and it has separated. So to revoke the authority that Satan has been given, to renounce those, those wrong mindsets and to ask the Lord to fill you with his word and now start speaking that word. Lord, you love me. Imagine if people understood how much God loves us. Imagine what a different world we'd live in. There would be no war. There would be no strife. There'd be no hatred. There'd be no offense. There'd be no rejection. There'd be no killing or murder or evil. There would be none of that. Because we would understand how much God loves us. And when we understand that, we understand how much he loves everybody else. And that they too are made in his image and likeness. And that he took time to create and to make them. And so, you know, it's, it's disturbing when, when people are at odds with each other, when nations are at odds with each other. It's disturbing. It should disturb us in our spirit. And that's where the power of the first church was, was that they met together, they prayed, they studied the word of God, and they broke bread together in one accord and in unity. And what was the one accord? Their worship of God. Their knowledge of his love. Their thankfulness and gratefulness for the blood of Jesus. And that's who we are. We're following in their steps today. Imagine that. It's because of of them sharing the gospel that we are here today. Praise God. We need to honor those ones who've gone before us. By walking out. That's why he said, work out your own salvation. He's not telling you to w- do some good works in order to, to make yourself better with God. He's telling you to understand the power of salvation. The power of the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, hallelujah. Let's break bread to finish. And I'm going down. check out the uh, yeah. of oh. oh, right. right. Thanks, Thanks. I just want to read that again from Second Chronicles 16.9, the first verse that we had today because I wasn't recording at the time. For the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So Father, I thank you that your eyes are roaming and you are seeing, Lord, you see those in trouble, you see those whose who are up on the mountain tops you see those in the valleys and you are you're longing Lord for us to open the door remember he said behold I stand at the door and knock and if any man opens the door I pray today Lord that all those that are in trouble Lord that they would open the door I pray Lord that we would open that door to you and Lord that we would receive the fullness of who you are the fullness of the power of your salvation, of what you did, the atonement of your blood for us that has made us right with God, that we are now accepted by Jesus. And, you know, it says that, I think, in Ephesians chapter 1, somewhere around like 5 or 6, it says that we have been accepted in the Beloved, in Him. We have been accepted. And um, many people who've spoken about seeing... Um, you know seeing the Lord at different times in their life sometimes in a near-death experience or whatever some of them have many of them sorry have said that there was such light coming from Jesus and that they were you know drawn to him and that he said come into me and they stepped into Jesus into the light You know, and this is where again New Age and and witchcraft and all that have twisted all that and made it into like a voodoo doo-doo sort of energy kind of a thing. But the thing is is that the spirit of God is in this word, and as we as we feed on this word and nourish ourselves with us, we are literally stepping into Christ, stepping into Jesus. And, and that's where we are protected and safe. That's where he is our shield. If you think of the ready brick ad years ago, do you remember that ready brick ad? He's come on in like September back to school and the the mom feeding the child the hot ready brick in the morning and the child going out in a pitch dark school school morning with his school bag on his back but he had this orange glow all around his body and that orange glow was his ready brick that was radiating and he was now ready for the day you know and well if you think about it the more that we feed and nourish ourselves on the truth of God's word and believe it the more that we are just radiating. And that's why you know, you'll see and that people are attracted to you, that people see something different in you. And you'll see as well that, that there's a lot of opposition and that people you know, are, are, are hate you for no cause. Jesus said, they hated me without a cause. But it's because they can see the light in you. And so um, just in, in Philippians chapter 2, I just want to break bread over this scripture, I think. Um, on the way there actually in 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 sorry 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 is that right oh no it's not maybe it's I've lost it. Um, I just have to go back here and find where I had a note of it. Second Corinthians twelve nine. Does that say? Yeah. No. Does that say we're, str- we're weak if we're strong? Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, Say when I'm weak I'm strong. two. Really so um, so I'm a reading thirteen, no wonder I can not see it. Sorry about that. <laughs> Silly. Um, That's the last line when
1: yeah.
0: I'm weak, I'm strong yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. In Second Corinthians twelve, verse eight. Sorry, I was in the wrong chapter. Um, three times I begged the Lord to take it away he's talking about a thorn in the flesh here whatever it was some kind of a thing that was aggravating him and afflicting him in some way and each time he said my grace is all you need God said to him my grace is all you need my grace is sufficient for you and my power works best in weakness imagine that God's power works best in weakness. When we're weak and we say, Lord, I just can't do it, but I know that you can do all things and I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so I admit I am weak. And that's where he goes on to say there then at the end of that um, paragraph, now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah. And so, you know, that's no different to Isaiah going in in Isaiah chapter 6, going into the, the throne room of God and saying, I am a man of unclean lips, get me out of here, I am not fit to be in here. You know, I was just thinking about that, with that song we sang, no one beside you, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. That's what they're singing in heaven all the time. The, the, the glorious praise and worship resounds uh, on his holiness on his goodness on his and, and his power, and so he 's saying here that where we have been in the past, maybe relying on our own goodness and our own good behavior that 's that religious spirit. we have to just say, Lord. When I'm weak, then I'm strong, because when I'm weak, I am uh, fully uh, aware of all of the things in me, uh, you know, but that I am being changed and transformed from glory to glory by the power of your spirit in me. So that as we decrease, he increases. So um, and in thank You, Jesus, Philippians chapter two, Lord, we just take this bread today in this cup. And as we as we read this word, I pray that it would be food and strength for each of these, your sons and your daughters. Lord, even in the coming days, even in the things that are going on in the world, the things that are going on around them, Lord, where there's shaking going on, Lord, we know that we will not be shaken as we stand on your word. And Lord, we don't have to be weak as in fearful or or jelly- you know, feeling like jelly legs, but Lord, we, we humble ourselves before you and know that we have no power, but that our power comes from you, oh God. And so that your power is made perfect in our weakness. And in, um, Philippians two, it says, uh, verse 12 2:12, dear friends, You always followed my instructions when I was with you. This was Paul speaking to them. And now I am away. It's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Say God is working in me. He is working in you. Do everything without complaining and arguing. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Hallelujah. So we'll just take the bread. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. This, bread this bread represents your body. That was broken for me. That was broken. So that, I could be so that I could be healed and restored and, restored and made whole. And made whole. Lord, Jesus, Lord, Lord Jesus, I eat this bread and I thank you for what you did. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for, me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for, me glory glory. thank you for bringing me from glory to glory. Transforming my life, Transforming my life. out of darkness into your light. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Let's take the cup. Father, Father, this cup represents represents the blood of Jesus, your son. Who gave, who gave his life for me to atone for my sins. For my sins. Jesus, you paid the price Jesus, you paid the price that I could never pay. I never pay. And I am, I am clean and washed, and washed in, your blood, in your blood, faultless, faultless before, my God. before my God. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, will live I will live as innocent children of God. Shining like, a light Shining like a bright light. In a world full of crooked and perverse people. And 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 crying, out crying out. For you to use me. For, you to use me. for salvation, salvation. For for those, who are lost. for those who are lost. I thank you for washing me. Thank you for washing me. And, for commissioning me. and for commissioning me. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. And I pray now in the name of Jesus, just as Elijah prayed in, in 2 Kings 6, I think it is, where he prayed when, when his servant went out in the morning, and the servant only saw all of the enemy that was against them. And Elisha prayed, and, and he came in, the, the servant came in and said, Oh, Master, we're done for, we're surrounded. And Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, open his eyes. And it said the servant's eyes were opened and he saw the hillside um, surrounded with chariots of fire and with the angelic host of heaven. Who were, and Because Elisha said there are more with us than there are against us. And so, Lord, I pray today for that our eyes would be opened and that we would see as you see and that we would see you watching us, Lord, watching us in love, in tenderness, in compassion, that you would see, Lord, uh, that we would see you, Lord, the things that you have planned for us, the plans and purposes that you put us on this earth for, that our eyes would be opened to your vision, O God, and that we would walk in that purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we release today to over everyone in this room, all our families and loved ones, wherever they are, and all listening unto. Zoom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his shalom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.